Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Friday, April 28, 2023. Okay, it's 10.36 in the morning Eastern Time. We'll take a look at what's going on with the markets. Uh, April is actually shaping up to be a pretty good month for the markets. Today's the last trading day. So we'll look at those numbers here in just a second. Uh, we are showing signs of an economic uh, slowdown uh, based on what we're seeing in the trucking and railroad industries. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we had the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index inflation report come out today. We'll take a look at what's going on there. Uh, what may happen to the Bed Bath & Beyond store locations as they close? Also, Jenny Craig, uh, the weight loss company, looks like they may be going out of business. So we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, see what else is going on. And today I'm going to wrap up the coverage of options trading with how options actually price. Okay, so as far as the markets, uh, yeah, markets are up slightly right now. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 0.40%, the S&P 500 up also 0.40%, and the NASDAQ Composite up 0.24%. Okay, if things hold where they are, uh, the Dow will finish up for April up a little more than 2%, S&P 500 up about 1.2%, and we would have the uh, NASDAQ composite down uh, slightly, down 0.2%. Okay, uh, we're right now in the middle of earnings seasons. About half of the companies in the Standard & Poor's 500 index have now reported. Earnings are coming in generally better than expectations. 80% of the companies reporting did beat um, the consensus expectations. However, those expectations were lowered. The market basically felt with the high inflation we've had, People might be having to pull back on spending to spend in other places, but so far the earnings are looking pretty good. Okay, speaking of inflation, we had the uh, Personal Consumption Expenditures Index inflation report come out today. This is one that's heavily looked at by the Federal Reserve, and it came in right at, uh, as expected, up 0.3% for the month of March. So the market liked that news. Now, the Federal Reserve has the next uh, Federal Open Market Committee meeting next week. It's a two-day meeting, Tuesday and Wednesday. And at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, it will issue its policy statement. It's anticipated to raise interest rates another quarter of a percent to try to continue to slow the economy down, to try to bring inflation down. Uh, that may be the last interest rate increase for a while, but the market will want to see what not only the Federal Reserve does with interest rates, but what it indicates on its policy statement that it might be doing going forward. So we'll take a look at that next week. Uh, the economy is starting to slow down, which uh, is starting, inflation is coming down. Uh, we are seeing that now on, on several areas. Uh, but yeah, one indication of the economy is one way you can tell, besides the major economic reports that you can find on the website BEA.gov, Bureau of Economic Analysis, uh, and also BLS.gov, Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, 
you can actually look at things like trucking and railroads. Uh, you know, obviously items move across the country by ship. Well, they move from country to country by ship. Uh, and then once they get here, they move by trucking, uh, trucks and railroads for the most part. Okay, so what we're seeing here is that we're seeing some slowdowns in these areas. Uh, I'm seeing some news here. It says truck drivers in California are being laid off due to a lack of container volume, so just not as much um, business coming in. Uh, it says uh, overall ocean bookings for cargo headed to the United States are down, and we're also seeing some weakness in, in the rail industry. Now, nothing drastic there, but... It is something to keep an eye on. Also, we also look at Federal Express and UPS, how their shipments look, and they're indicating their numbers are slowing down some. So we may finally see the Federal Reserve's actions of raising interest rates and decreasing the money supply starting to have an effect, uh, beginning to slow the economy down. So we have that also. Okay, so uh, let's see what else did we have today. Uh, yeah, Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay, so you probably heard the news. They have decided to completely close um, all their stores and basically go out of business. Now, uh, sometimes what happens, just so you know, as companies go out of business, uh, somebody will come in and buy the name and the logos and stuff and start an online website. It's usually, it's not the same company usually. But anyway, uh, as far as their stores, yeah, I saw an article that there's a lot of companies right now looking to take over their space. They've actually got stores in pretty good locations. Some years ago, they did close stores that were, they considered less than optimal locations. Uh, and I know here in Central Florida, I, I remember seeing, uh, not even not too far from where I live, there's a shopping center that had a big Bed Bath & Beyond. That whole shopping center is now closed. But the other one that's actually closer to me is in a pretty good area. So it's like a lot of other companies maybe grabbing that space fairly quickly. Uh, you, you know, even here in Central Florida, we still have a Sears store at, at one of the major malls, Florida Mall. And I know some of these malls have been, you know, basically wanting companies like Sears to just basically leave because they feel that what they can do is release that space to another company. Like, you know, Dillard's, as an example, still does very well in malls. So anyway, uh, well, about those uh, Bed Bath & Beyond locations will probably not stay vacant for very long. Okay, Jenny Craig, the weight loss company. Yeah, basically it's telling its staffers it is winding down its uh, locations and it's telling them to expect mass layoffs. Uh, basically, uh, the, I saw the article, employees are saying that specific locations are being told to accept no new clients and apparently they're already endorsing uh, their employees' uh, job search postings on LinkedIn and so forth. So. Yeah, what well, basically weight loss is a big business. There, it's just a big, big business. And uh, thing is, though, they've gotten a lot of competition now. There's just so many places offer. They have the meal plans, just just everything else. So I, I think that's been part of it. And we have some news coming across as I'm speaking. It says First Republic, that's that bank out in California, got in all kinds of trouble. Most likely headed for FDIC receivership. Uh, Federal Deposit Insurance Company. What what that means basically uh, 
It looks like they may be taken over by the FDC, FDIC, sorry, and most likely in that case that they would probably eventually be closed and the bank account, the accounts would be protected, but they'd simply be moved to other banks. Uh, so anyway, it says here that their stock is now down 20% on that news. Uh, let's see, their, their uh, symbol, uh, uh, First Republic Bank, actually trading has now been halted. I'll explain what that means in a second. Uh, and so their trading symbols, FRC for First Republic, um, I guess, company, corporation. But anyway, Frank Ralph Charlie, uh, the stock was down 20%. Trading has now been halted. Yeah, what, what that means, I mean, obviously, you can figure out what trading halted means. If you have major news on a company, good or bad, uh, sometimes uh, we would do a trading halt. This is a New York Stock Exchange listed stock. We could get a request from the trading halt from the company itself pending major news. We could uh, basically decide on our own to halt the trading of the stock. We could get that request from exchange officials. Technically, the president of the United States, believe it or not, has that authority. Uh, uh, they can actually close the whole exchange. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, there's multiple reasons. The idea of a trading halt is just to pause trading. It usually means we're get, we may be getting overwhelmed with orders coming in, buy, sell, whatever. We're trying to uh, slow, uh, pause things, let everybody digest the news, and then we'll reopen the stock at whatever price. Uh, but that, that's basically how that works. We would sometimes get that request from companies too. Just They would request a trading halt pending a major announcement, uh, which could be negative. It could be positive too, the companies being taken over by another company. Uh, we would normally uh, uh, we would normally um, um, approve their request and halt the trading, and then once the news was out, we would do what's called a rotation. Uh, we do those in the morning anyway for the market opens, basically trying to get a feel for how many buy and sell orders do we have. And with the rotation, what we do is we would adjust the price up or down till we can get it basically to buyers or sells back in equilibrium. We would then reopen trading on the stock. And I uh, also forgot to mention the big one that can also halt trading is the Securities and Exchange Commission. So basically, company, floor traders, uh, they have to give a good reason for halting trading. Exchange officials, SEC, um, or the uh, President of the United States, probably a few others too. A federal judge can also do it. I've never heard of one doing it, but technically they have that power. All right, so we got all that news. Uh, let's see, what else did we have here today? Uh, I think that's mostly what I wanted to cover. Uh, okay, so let's talk about option contracts. All right, so I've been doing lots of lessons on option contracts. So basically, how do they price? Why do they price where they price? All right, it's several factors. Uh, we're talking about option contracts on stocks. Now, in future lessons, I will talk about option contracts on bonds, interest rates. I'll get into some very esoteric option trading strategies, butterfly spreads, condors, and all that. But for today, I'm going to wrap up for now um, coverage on option contracts. Next session, I'm going to start with some coverage on bonds. All right. So basically, uh, when you deal with stock options, why do they price where they are? Well, one, one of the big factors is the price of the underlying stock. So that, that's one right there. Uh, number two is uh, how long until expiration. Uh, so that would be the second one. Third one is uh, volatility uh, of the stock. How, how volatile is the, is the stock? So. 
we have that. It's also affected by interest rates uh, and, and, and so forth. All right, so we're going to talk more specifics now. All right, but basically, under value of the underlying stock, time to expiration, volatility, uh, and then interest rates can have a factor also. Okay, now, uh, so here's basically more specifics. First of all, the main model, a lot of computer models are used to try to forecast stock prices. Okay, so probably the best known in the financial world is called the Black-Scholes pricing model. And then I'm going to get into what are called Vegas, Gammas, Deltas, and all that. Okay, so basically the Black-Scholes pricing model, first of all, um, it was developed by two professors, two college professors, I think University of Chicago. Anyway, their last names were Black and Scholes. So Black, B-L-A-C-K, and then the second word, S-C-H-O-L-E-S. Okay, so they developed this options pricing model, I guess way back around 1968. Um, yeah, Fisher Black and Myron Scholes. All right. And then what happened, a third professor got involved, uh, Robert Merton, uh, M-E-R-T-O-N. And he, he enhanced and modified this uh, model uh, back in the 1970s. I think 1973 is when uh, it came into existence. Now, uh, they, these these professors actually were eventually awarded the Nobel Prize in economics for 1997. Although technically Black didn't get it because he had passed away. I guess you got to be alive to get the Nobel Prize. All right. But anyway, you could do a Google search on that, the Black-Scholes pricing model. Uh, we used to use that back in my trading days. And it particularly became popular with the usage of computers. Uh, it's not difficult to actually calculate by hand but it, it is easier to do when you're using a computer. All right, so more specifically now on options. All right, so basically, what do we use? Um, what do we use here? All right, so we got all these mathematical formulas that are used to try to forecast option prices. Uh, now, the thing about options, though, if you are you know, using it for speculation. I mentioned they're also used for asset protection, income enhancement, and so forth. Or you could use all the models in the world, uh, all the sophisticated computer programs, models, but you know what? You still got to predict, number one, which direction is the stock going to go, up or down? How far is it going to go and how quickly? I mean, that's something that just has to be done. It's like having an expensive electric guitar expensive amplifier and all these effects pedals it, it still depends on how and you play in the thing so you know it, the technology is only going to cover you so long so that's something to remember what option pricing all right but to answer the specific questions all right so these models use all of these there's a lot of other models out there but basically here's what you might hear all right, so first of all, one factor that's in these models is the, uh, we use the Greek alphabet, delta. What delta is, it's the rate of change between the options price and a $1 change in the stock. <coughs> Up or down, sorry. All right, so that's delta. We then have theta, T-H-E-T-A. That represents the change in an options price and how much in time, as time is expiring. So we have delta, uh, delta and theta. We then have gamma, uh, G-A-M-M-A. All right, so what gamma is, that's the chain, rate of change between the delta and the stock price. All right, so it's derived on another Greek letter. 
We then have Vega, V-E-G-A, okay, which I don't think technically is even a letter in the alphabet, Greek alphabet, but whatever. All right, but anyway, this one imply, this one deals with the volatility, all right? So how volatile is it? So we have Vega. We then have Rho, uh, R-H-O. What this one is, this is the rate of change between an options value and a 1% change in interest rates. All right, another day I'll talk about how interest rates affect financial markets. All right, so those are the main fact, the ones that are used in the models. Uh, delta, theta, gamma, vega, and rho. Now, there are a few others that are used in some models. We have lambda. Uh, what, what Lambda does, um, that one is the, uh, basically, uh, it's involved with leveraging or something. I, you know, I have to even remember that one. Uh, but anyway, you could look it up. It, it's called Lambda, so we have that one. Uh, and then I know there's a few others that are used out there also. I'm trying to remember the, the, the rest of them now. The, uh, but yeah, we had Lambda. Uh, there's also, oh yeah, yeah, there's one called, uh, I think it's pronounced Voma. V-O-M-M-A, basically it's another volatility, but it's based on delta, gammas, and vegas combined. And I think there's another one, uh, Zoma. Yeah, that's what I just looked it up, Zoma. Uh, It's another one based on the rate of change of the gammas and all that. But anyway, that's basically how they price. But yeah, if you're interested, though, I would recommend looking at the Black-Scholes pricing model. Uh, It it does have a pretty, pretty decent success rate. But, but again, it still comes down to be able to predict which way is the stock going to go, how fast is it going to get there, uh, and, and how much is it going to move. All right, so we're going to wrap things up today. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bell. I hope everyone's doing well, and I'll talk to you again with our next session where we'll begin the big world of bonds. All right, take care, everybody. See ya.